0: the Sixers group therapy podcast leave us a five-star rating and subscribe to us on apple podcast and now we're available on spotify because we aren't using copyrighted music anymore that's right we have a new intro song it's called gas by first name dane you can stream his latest song surf part two also on spotify or anywhere else you can stream your music so on to the show but first first name dane to another episode of the Sixers Group Therapy Podcast. I am your host, Alex Wynn, AKA Nuge. It's been a while, a lot has happened. Uh, I might be a little rusty, so bear with me. This is our second episode of what seems like is going to be a a long run of all season podcasts. There was a report today that the season will definitely not begin before Christmas. Uh, And a lot of reports saying that it's more likely like February or March, so there's going to be a lot of off-season podcasts, and we'll be with you along the way. Uh, first, I would like to read a nice little review from Chung. one <laughs> It's titled, E-O. Great to hear from the OG boys of Mrs. Davis Calculus Class. The only one missing is Kunal. Shout out, Kunal. <laughs> <laughs> also, Debaco, greatest three-point shooter of UBA history. That's right. Great podcast, super legit, slapping facts to the world. Seems like the Sixers have a shooting problem like the Eagles have a catching problem. Miss you guys. Can't wait to hear the next episode. Junebug out. Thank you, Junie. That was a great review. I love Uh, that. Junie's my fucking boy. (laughs) Out in California. Killing it. My dude. Uh, Yeah, feel free to leave us a review. We'll read it on the air. Um, Speaking of the homies that were shouted out, we have the guys here as always, including a homecoming from the very best, that is Pokemon Master, Crip Hamilton, <laughs> a.k.a. David DeBacco. Hey, Dave. How are you settling in?
1: That's right. Hey, good to be back, guys. I'm uh, back where I belong. We can all be miserable together in the same general area.
0: We also have 76ers head coaching candidate, June Juan. Oh, wow. I'm, a, I'm one of the candidates? <laughs> Might as well be. Yes. <laughs> and then we have... The, the uh, look, looks like uh, the outdoorsman lately, from the Poconos. JB Mudbones.
2: Yeah, have been off the grid for a couple of these last few weekends. Uh, can't uh,
0: can't escape the Sixers' frustration though. No, definitely not. So it's been 17 days since the Sixers fired Brett Brown, and Alex Rucker, and no Ned Cohen still have jobs. For you, for those who don't know. Alex Rucker is the vice president <laughs> of basketball operations and Ned Cohen is the assistant general manager who are left over from the Brian Colangelo era and uh, that Burner Gates saga and all of that. Uh, we had our last podcast, the night Brett Brown was fired. And uh, since then, a lot has happened. There's been the Elton Brand press conference, uh, press conference, the Heat beat The Milwaukee Bucks in five games and there's a chance that they play the Celtics in the Eastern Conference Finals which is my nightmare scenario. OKC lost in seven to Houston and parted ways with Billy Donovan so possibly Chris Paul might be next. Jay Wright took himself out of the running for the head coaching position expected to be like we said last time front runner Ty Lue. Keith Pompey did report that Alex Rucker is not expected to be back, but there has been no announcement or not even a peep. And finally, Josh Harris tried to pitch building a new stadium at Penn's Landing using your taxpayer money and was denied. So guys, we're gonna start off with the Elton Brand press conference, which was a day after our last episode. Uh, he said a lot of stuff during it. He said that he's not looking to trade Ben and Joel. He's gonna to look to compliment them. He says that they failed the process, and he's holding himself accountable to get things right and turn things around. Says Al Horford can be a championship fit, and uh, like we said, sometimes he's a little too honest. He says that he admitted he did not know much in the beginning, but he knows a lot more now.
3: What is <laughs> your
0: first impressions of the Elton Brand pod, uh, Elton Brand press conference? What a joke. I forget what
2: word he kept using. Like we're going to thoroughly assess the situation. That was his yeah.
0: response to everything. Thoroughly really assess. There was a, a question that they said, who's going to be involved or I think it was specifically, will Scott O'Neill be involved in the coach search? And he kind of took lead and said that the collaboration days didn't really work and that he will be taking the lead, which I kind of like because I want Scott O'Neill nowhere near basketball operations. Uh, I would like to add that although we would all like to see that snake gone, I don't think he's going anywhere because I realize he is like the CEO of like not only the Sixers of like Harris Blitzer, like all the shit they do, like the New Jersey Devils Mm -hmm. and whatever the hell else they do. Um,
2: Esports, whole thing.
0: All that shit. uh, That's what makes it
2: even more of a joke that this dude was involved with basketball decisions. This dude was a CEO of like four different business (laughs) units. And they're trusted him to give his input on like, should we draft Markel Fultz after he bricks twelve straight threes in a, in, in his only
0: tryout for our team? Famously, uh, famously through a fit when Michael Carter Williams was <laughs> traded after he released like the marketing material. Also, if you read Taking to the Top, he pushed for the Carmelo Anthony trade when Carmelo was a free agent in the summer. So, what Carmelo
2: trade?
1: When, when the, the Knicks, Knicks
0: traded for were... Melo from the Nuggets.
2: When the, uh,
1: Knicks literally, when the Knicks literally did what we did with Tobias Harris. They could have had him as an <laughs> unrestricted free agent the summer, but they oh gave him God. all their assets halfway through the season. That's literally the same uh, thing. It is. And it, they're the same player, too, which is even more funny. Oh, now that you think about it, it all, it, all, it all comes back full circle, boys. We should know this by now. I
2: would take Carmelo 10 days out of 10.
0: i take Melo now <laughs> over <laughs>
2: yeah, Tobias the dude- Harris. Yeah. The dude is a killer still. He still maybe he shoots too much, but he's not scared, and that's the only thing we – not the only thing. We had plenty of issues, but no player that would just fucking shoot a ball.
0: <laughs> Man, that's, a, that's not a good track record. But, um, you know, he did kind of come out and say that changes – we just alluded to that changes will be made in the front office. But, like I said, there hasn't been a – peep. I haven't really heard of what's going on. He hasn't come out to make a statement. No official reports have happened. So, I mean, who knows?
2: Yeah, how the fuck has there been no progress? Like, I understand on the coaching and front office side why we haven't hired people. I actually don't know the rules, but I assume, like, maybe we're waiting for some of these remaining playoff teams to get eliminated and all that stuff. But there's absolutely nothing preventing us from – firing people it's, yeah, like you should know the decisions should have been made already will Ned and will alex rucker will snake o'neill be a part of our our team moving forward and if the answer was no get them get, get rid of them
0: like keith poppy had the report but then like what are they waiting for mm-hmm. like, yeah exactly you get a head start on the changes and- yeah
2: you 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 dumped brad immediately why why do these guys get to linger
1: for three more weeks
3: yeah, I, this, I, how,
1: this is how they they operate. They always leave trash in the trash can. <laughs>
3: they
1: never, they never, they never fully empty the trash can. They've never done it, even when they hired Hinky, which is the only thing they've done right. Remember in the in the first chapter of Tanking to the Top, there's like that, there's that um part of the part of the first chapter where they talk about um Rod Thorn mm. was like still there and like stuck around. Like Hinky and Sachin Gupta were like in a closed yeah. office for like six hours, and Rod Thorn and like all his everyone that worked for Rod Thorn are just sitting around like not knowing what to do. Like, should we mm-hmm. leave? Should we stay? And they started like, like auctioning off things in Rod Thorne's office, like an expensive bottle of wine or something. And then finally, like hours later, Hinky comes out of his office with Sajin Goop. He's like, Oh, you guys are still here. You can go. Like they're completely uninvolved in the draft process, but just sitting there. Cause like, they're still hired. They don't know what their role is. Like they, they don't know how to fully cut bait this ownership mm-hmm. group. Like it's almost like they're just too far removed. Like they're, they have their, their tentacles and too many things. It's like, they just can't, ah, it's so embarrassing. You know what? Honestly, I told you guys I had a really hot take for this episode and I've been wrestling back and forth with it because as long as Joel Embiid is on the Sixers, I like, I'm always going to like in my heart, want them to win. But like the Sixers succeeding means Josh Harris and David Blitzer and Scott O'Neill succeeding. And as long as they're here, honestly, it's like, the way they've handled things is, is a complete slap in the face to the true fans like us, not all these bandwagon fans that come on and fire Brett Brown the last few years. Like, us that actually believed in what they were doing and stuck through all the losing. There was a press conference. I'll never forget it. It was after – it was either after the first hanky season or the second hanky season. It was, like, Josh Harris' end-of-the-year press conference. And everyone was drilling him with questions, like, oh, like, integrity questions about what they were doing. And his, like he, he had, like, a drop-the-mic thing where he was like, there are no shortcuts to the top, and just like left the room, left the press conference, and it's like, not even two years later, you completely contradict yourself, and here we are in this mess because you took shortcuts yeah. to the top. What happened? Like, no, exactly. You end up in in the worst place you can possibly be, and uh, honestly, like it's really hard. I wanted to say that I'm like totally out on the Sixers as long as Josh Harris owns the team and Scott O'Neill is here, but I can't fully do that until Embiid is unless Embiid is gone. As long as Embiid's here, he's, he's like the last thing remaining that will keep me attached. And like, honestly, I know we're going to talk about the stadium, but it's a good thing. I mean, they were never going to sell the team until they had a stadium or at least plans for one. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so this is actually a good sign that at least they're trying to make a push for it because then they'll probably, once they have that project in place, then they can really sell the team for big money. And, uh, that's probably what they were always going to do. So I don't know. That was, I just jammed a lot in there, but that's
0: been no, marinating I, in my mind for a while. Like you said, like you said, we'll get to it. And I have my own theories for what they're trying to do with this stadium. But, uh, but June, you were starting to talk. What, what did you think about this press conference?
3: From well, out there? Oh, not my God, I had a conference, but like, it's been dragging to make any front office moves. What? 17 days or something. I feel like the longer this goes on, like they're not going to let them go. They're going to still be with us. And like, that would be you, insane. If you decide Brett Brown, like, what, two days after the season over, like he's gone? One like, day, right? One day? <clears throat> how can you not make any decision on the front office between from then and now? It's 17 days.
2: Yeah, it's and they said, or, I don't know if it was Josh Harris or Ellen Brand, like, there will be shakeup in the front office.
3: What do you waiting said it, yeah.
2: Are they on vacation or something? Like, like um, I don't think they, one...
1: Sorry, Dave, go ahead. Oh yeah, they want us to forget about it. Mm. They want us to forget about it, so they don't have to do anything. But mm-hmm. go ahead, that's that's all I wanted to say.
0: Yeah, like I, I maybe they think with all the playoffs going on that maybe we just like we just forget about it. But uh, there's there's no way, especially with the Keith Pompey report, that Alex Rucker can be back. There's there's just no reason to have him back. Like mm-hmm. I know we talked about this nonsense that like you didn't initially trust Elton Brand to be the, the shot caller. So you just put his face out there and still did the collaborative bullshit. But now you're saying that, you know, for better or for worse that Ombren has total control. So like, what's he like, go ahead, pick your, pick your staff. Let's get this going. I mean, I know the off season is gonna be pushed back. I think they're saying November, but like, there's no reason to keep these guys around. Like they don't need to be spewing their poison or their horrible analysis in the front office anymore. They need to be gone. And Elton Brand needs to get his own people, in if he's really going to be the face of the franchise, um, some other highlights he had during his press conference, uh, which are alarming. He blamed analytics for a lot of what went wrong, as if uh, as if uh, as as if he's talking to a calculator and the calculator tells him to max out Tobias Harris and Al Horford. He uh, he j- like. Uh, he kept referring to more basketball minds, and like I feel like we're getting back to the Doug Collins era. Yeah, and like, we're restarting, sure, right? I mean, mm-hmm. I don't Elton know. I mean, is, I,
1: he's he's literally Billy King. <laughs> I, yes, Billy
0: he King. is. Of all these panic moves, and and he just kept compounding on it. But anyway, but I guess if we could take some positive from him being there, um, no more collaboration. And uh, he seems to have a good relationship with the players, although that might have gotten us a little trouble with uh, Al Horford getting paid. (laughs) But I don't know, man. Uh, If he's the one who's leading us to, like, our next steps in this process, I don't feel that confident. There are a lot of people on Twitter tweeting at me saying, like, they feel good because – of how respected Ellen Brand is and how people like him and I like I haven't seen he's had no GM experience. I haven't seen anything from him that gives me any confidence. Uh, that press conference, it just seemed like it just seemed like he kept repeating the same thing and giving vague answers. I will say there was I did like to see it, I'd like to see him take a little ownership for the coaching search and that you know, he even defended Embiid and Simmons a few times. But, I mean, what else are you going to yeah. do?
1: No, uh, it's, it's okay. It's okay. He, he learned some lessons. He's got it all figured out now. We'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, he <laughs> learned the whole
2: job. For, he didn't learn much over the nine months in the G League, but the 12 months of letting our team get destroyed, he learned a lot.
0: I've seen it let's, all. Are you kidding me? Let's repeat that. He said that he didn't know much at the beginning. <laughs> And that he knows a lot more now. So why the fuck was this guy in charge? Or why the fuck was this guy the GM? So that that tells me he had to be the puppet. And he wasn't really doing anything. He was just for player relations. But now this guy is going to take over as your general. Or do we even know his title?
2: No. He'll probably be president of ops or something. Or GM. I don't even know. I still don't even hate Elton. I despise everything about the other people. Like, Ellen's still funny to me, and he's – we knew it from the jump that he didn't know what he was doing, so it's not like we got uh, swindled there. But, like, I'm backtracking a little bit, but I hate how they treat analytics and basketball minds as if they're mutually exclusive. They just – when something goes wrong, they blame one and flip to the other, and then they blame that one and flip back to the other. Like, it's the dumbest thing of all time. There needs to be a balance. Exactly. No one's saying that you can't have an old basketball minded person and a fucking Sachin Gupta like running the numbers. Like they could somehow work together. It doesn't have to be all or nothing.
0: I mean, did you guys know?
1: Sorry. Go ahead, Dave. Did you guys know Sachin Gupta is the creator of the ESPN trade machine? (laughs) What? And uh, Mm -hmm. I think. So sick.
0: Did the Sacramento request permission to interview him for the GM job?
1: Yeah. Yep. Good for them. Ben Dietrich tweeted something. He was like, uh, "It was like in in uh in asterisks. It was like Sixers and Knicks wave goodbye to the Kings as they as they pull away from the shore, or something like that." <laughs> Imagine if he hired Henke as like a little role oh, my mm-hmm. consultant.
0: But uh, what I was I'm gonna hoping, say is,
1: I'm hoping sorry. that. Sorry, buddy. I'm hoping that like Josh Harris just like maybe is not so far removed as we think he is and just pulls a power move and just like gives Daryl Morey like $15 million a year to just, and just totally cleans house and lets us Daryl Morey just build a staff. You know, what are the odds you know, of that? Is that possible? We we mentioned that we said if Houston,
0: you know, has a disappointing exit and they fire Morey. But then I think there was some discussion is, do you, do we think he'd be too loyal to Sam? He seems to be very good friends with Sam Hickey.
1: Yeah, I know. Well, I don't know. That's but like, what if, what if, Josh Harris Throw a lot of money pull, at him? Pulls, pulls his balls on the table, you know, just fucking <laughs> 50, 15 mil a year, total autonomy, 10 year contract. Scott O'Neill's out of the picture. Build your staff. Do your thing. We won't meddle. Like got to think so about the, it.
0: Right. So then what's out on Brand's role
1: assistant? Does he get the boat on clean house? That's why they're all, maybe that's like the only thing that makes sense. Like, yeah. unless they're like, they're either totally incompetent or they're kind of just like they need some structure in place until they totally clean house for the right crew. Or the right person.
0: Yeah. It's one of the yeah, other. I, I just uh, – I got to be honest. I don't think Alan Brand's going anywhere. I think, I think I think, they're committed to Alan Brand. It's, it's just what they – it seems like he's
2: it's staying. going on. Yeah, he's 100% <coughs> staying. There is no way they fire him after he does the press conference.
0: I don't even think there's any way they take power away from him.
2: Yeah, I don't That's know. So I mean, he seemed pretty confident that, like, this is my team now. And if they're having him puppet those comments, like, oh, my God. I think oh, he's it's really good for him good to be the the lead decision maker, and this I guess gets him a pass because he could just blame or we could just blame the other idiots, so like now it's now everything's on him moving forward, and whoever like the basketball ops or g m we hire
0: or who we land on, yeah, so he's gonna be the one leading us to this off season and uh we just saw the Oklahoma city thunder get bounced in the first round, Uh, hard fought series. They went to seven games with Houston. Um, But then they decided not to, I guess, resume talks with Billy Donovan about possibly having a contract extension and they decided to part ways. So that brings up actually two interesting questions. One is Billy Donovan a candidate for our head coaching position and is Chris Paul the next person to leave OKC they might it seems like maybe they're going to change course and start the rebuild so maybe they sell high on Chris Paul is that something you got either scenario are you interested in in either Billy Donovan or Chris Paul coming to the Sixers uh
2: interested in in Billy Donovan I literally know nothing about the guy just that it seems like he's coached some cool teams but Chris, I love the concept of Chris Paul, and he could slap our young guys around. But if he ends up on our team, that means we are the guys that bought high, and that means we have sacrificed the future, the little future we have left for the contract that has been considered the worst contract in the NBA for, like, the last two years. And what's there, two or three more on it?
1: Me mm-hmm. too. Oh, yeah.
2: So we literally are saying, all right, is, is Chris Paul, 36-year-old Chris Paul, the one thing that I was keeping our shit team from not getting swept by the Celtics and then winning two more rounds to get to the finals? I mean, if we do it, I'll sell myself. But, like, get the fuck out of here. There goes Matisse. Part. There goes well, – fuck Horford, good for that. But we lose probably Matisse, definitely our twenty. We give them their pick back. And probably a couple probably more picks,
1: picks on top of that. I'd do it if I I'd, I'd do it if it's if we can give off Tobias. Um that's what I would do it. But it's perfect it's the perfect move for Elton Brand to make. Buy buy buying high, sell or, uh, you know, buying high on somebody that was the just a, a short year ago everybody it was consensus that for OKC they, OKC would have to attach picks to get off of his contract. Of course they're gonna sell high, and we're gonna Elton Brand's gonna be the schmuck to buy. That's perfect It's a storybook ending and yeah. uh, But I would do it if we can get off of Tobias I mean if you can't I mean at least his contract is It expires in two years Toby's got four years left And uh, that's a good point. I don't know he can, he can make it look better But um, <clears throat> I mean Matisse too That's a lot to ask for I don't
2: So know. Toby, Matisse And 20th overall Paul Traeger, yes or no? Or 21st, whatever it is
0: If it's Toby, yes
2: Oh, yeah, I think I would too. Yeah, I'm, I hate so, to so, I'm so sick of Toby. I'd I'd gladly sacrifice the
1: future to get get him off the team. I'd rather give up. I'd, if we could give up, like our the last year of Chris Paul's contract is 2023. So, like, if we could give up, like our 2023 first round pick, like top four protector or something, I would do that.
0: Toby's instead a nice of Matisse. Player. Instead He's of Matisse,
1: just,
0: he just it's just not going to happen here. It's just there's no future that. Toby is the third option that wins the championship in Philadelphia. There's just no future. There's there's no scenario which that happens. So I if, if Toby's involved, I think I would do it, especially – Dave brought up a good point. I mean, I was going to have my points later, but I didn't even think about this, that Toby's four years, Chris Paul's two years. Two years ain't that bad to get off of, and then yeah. maybe you'll have some flexibility after that as opposed to having four years of no flexibility
3: and a better player.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what do you think? What would you do? Tyler
3: – having me on the edge. At first, I was all for getting Chris Paul because, one, I think he brings, like, a veteran presence that I don't think our guys ever really had. Like, if you think about the veterans we brought into this team, like, JJ, Jimmy, Al, like, those aren't really, like, veteran leaders. Vocal leaders. Vocal leaders. And, like, CP3, like, yeah, he's old, and maybe he can play a little bit. Maybe he'll also get hurt playing for Sixers. but Like, <laughs> like there is Cammy or something. But I think if we – like, as a locker room guy, I think he'll be a big plus if he's willing to, you know, like, groom these young guys like Joel and Ben. Like, but is he willing to do that at that age and for this stupid organization? Will, will he do that? I'll do a better
2: job than Horford. Horford literally, it seems like came in, and I'll never forget who. uh, Who did a podcast
3: with him? Was it Woj? Someone did a podcast with Horford.
2: (laughs) Yeah, because I I don't remember that. Because he was getting interviewed, and he's like, "Yeah, I haven't talked to Embiid yet." And I'm like,
3: "Nichols interview." Was that? Yeah, that's one of us on ESPN. Yeah.
2: Oh my god! I was like, "Wait, Ellen!" I thought this was the reason. So it almost seems like now it makes it even worse because. The only reason we got him was so he wasn't on the Celtics. Literally, he brought nothing so bad, else man. to our team except that he wasn't on the other team.
1: <laughs> and they so swept bad. us in the first round. And they still <laughs> they clean
2: <laughs> sweeped us with ease. Uh,
1: the
0: uh the the MB discussion so about funny. whether they dis- they discussed with him or whether MB <laughs> voices opinion. That's that's a discussion for another day. But uh, yeah, I mean that would be crazy if. Embiid had no idea, and they had brought in Horford. But let me let me stay on track with this Chris Paul thing. Uh, let me ask a question for you guys. Do you – any concern with the Ben Simmons-Chris Paul dynamic?
1: Um, mm, No, because Ben has – Ben had every opportunity to step up to the plate this year and take it by the horns, and he didn't. So, fuck him. We need – if he's not going to do it, someone's got to do it. And one other quick thing, not to keep jumping all around, but – Billy Donovan is the best name that has come up so far, and if you can get him and Chris Paul, like take the magic they had in OKC mm. and bring it here, I'd roll the dice on that experiment. Um, but uh, yeah, so the Chris
0: Paul Simmons time now. Oh yeah,
1: Simmons Fuck is Simmons. he had every he had every opportunity to step up to the plate this year, take the bull by the horns, and take that next step, and he didn't. He didn't. So. I mean, if he's not going to do it, they got to bring in someone that will. So I guess this could be it. Joe, June, same question.
2: No one was whipping them, having them change their game. So try someone else. And I mean, you could argue that new coach will cover that task and maybe Chris Paul would be duplicitous. But I feel like at some point, maybe they just, and I keep saying lay as in it's like Embiid and Simmons, but. I mean, again, as we've always said, they're both phenomenal players, but they haven't gotten significantly better over the last two years. So, like, maybe they don't respect so much as a coach that isn't on the floor, and maybe they need someone to be the leader on the floor. And Chris Paul is probably our best chance of that guy, like, unlike Toby and Al Horford.
1: Here's something to think about on top of that. It's like – Look at the Thunder this year. I mean, clearly, Billy Donovan and Chris Paul had a great thing going this year. You know, they they defied the odds and made the playoffs, and were actually good. And then, you, who's the supporting cast? Shea Gil- Gilgis, Alexander, Gallinari, Stephen Adams. Well, what if it was Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons, and Josh Richardson instead? Like, yeah. that's way better. <laughs> that's way better. <laughs> I literally that's so much better. I earmarked the
2: Thunder for like. The top two lottery Mm -hmm. odds—they
0: were given one percent chance to make the playoffs. And Mm -hmm. did they take Houston to seven? Yeah, yeah. That That is so cool. Houston, who, uh, who uh, OKC was paid to take Russell or no? Sorry, um, I'm mixing it up. But anyway, uh, OKC gave them Westbrook for Chris Paul and, and OKC sold high and got all those picks. So basically um, Houston paid them to take Chris Paul for another bad contract. And look, look what's happened to Houston.
2: they once this Chris Paul, once we sucker up and pay all the shit for Chris Paul, it's going to be hilarious to see what the, what their haul was that started with Russell Westbrook.
1: Dude there. Oh my God. Between the Paul George trade and, and the Russell Westbrook trade, and now the Chris Paul trade. Sam Presti is, like, he's the GOAT, honestly. he I love their, – their situation is unbelievable. Mm. Unbelievable. Like, they have, they have like, 16 first-round picks coming in the next five years. Like, and Shea Gilgis-Alexander. And, like, they can probably sell high on Steven Adams. They're going to sell high on Chris Paul. Gallinari's coming off the books. Like, Terrence Ferguson, Shea Gilgis – They'll be one of the worst teams in the league next year. Like they're in such a good spot, it's crazy. Everybody in the West is competitive, so obviously, zig when everyone zags. They're gonna be like they could very easily plummet to the bottom and, and be in play for a top pick for the next three years to go with their core and all their other picks. Like, oh, so so jealous. I'm so I'm genuinely jealous of OKC's situation. It's way better than ours right oh, now. Way yeah. better.
0: Our uh, I've never seen our window. So close to being shut, but uh, just <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't a long window either. It was two years since we were the, the greatest up and coming team. But I'm I'm gonna tell you why. Uh, I told you guys before. I'm anti Chris Paul, and you guys actually touched on most of the points I was gonna make. Um, it seems like a move that is very consistent with the Elton Brand era, and it just oh, yeah. seems like. It's, we've been we've been making mistakes, and we've been doubling down on those mistakes, and this feels like another double down. And uh, I think Chris Paul has been fantastic this year, and in theory, the idea of him sounds kind of perfect, but he is up there in age. He's going to cost a lot more than you would like to trade for him. Um, to buy, we, we talked about Tobias being a trade. I don't think they're taking Tobias. I don't think anyone wants Tobias, uh, not for another four years. Horford, I could see them talk to him and I mean they have Steve Adams but anyway it's going to take a monumental offer to get Chris Paul from them and we're the Sixers he's going to come here and tear his hamstring and he's going to age 30 years from the second he walks into he walks off the airplane in the Philadelphia
1: I just I see it there's more there's way more of a chance that it goes south than it works out in my opinion that's the that's the best case you made for not doing it because as soon as he gets here something's going to happen to him (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he's going to look good for two games and then something's going to happen. They'll miss two weeks. They'll come back and they'll forget how to fucking be a floor general or something. Retire. It makes
0: me, makes me ask this question. Is there even at any point to discussing what the Sixers are going to do? Cause it's going to go wrong. But uh, yeah, that's why I am anti Chris Paul. Um, although if it happened, give me 20 minutes. I talk myself into a championship right away. But uh, as for, for Billy Donovan, I will say, he feel I feel like I would put him in the class of Brett Brown. He just it just feels like a lateral move from Brett Brown. Nothing really different. Uh, I do think he did a very good job, but like when you take a look back, like the OKC's been bounced in the first round like three times in a row. Like I do think he did a lot better job, but there's something to be said for a coach that like overachieves for like a situation that didn't really seem like a bright situation at at one point. I, I just – I don't see him being the guy that leads us to contender status. Uh, I think I've actually – you guys are going to hate me, but I think I've been talking myself into Ty Lu, which is a discussion for later. But I, uh, I'm i not thrilled with Billy Donovan being a candidate here.
1: Hey, listen, everything everything on the table is underwhelming. And this is, this is the, <laughs> this is the Elton brand era. Honestly, I mean, overpaying and underwhelming.
0: Just waiting That's, for your, uh, your prophecy to come true. Of Sam Van Gundy
1: is Billy
2: Donovan reading? considered like a, a analytic guy or like a, a player's
3: coach. Good extra the nose guy. Really? Yeah. But Kevin, yeah. go ahead, you I'm sorry. I don't know what I was going to say. <laughs> I was going to say Kevin
1: O'Connor. I've definitely, I listened to him and Chris Vernon a lot. I don't know why, uh, but I do. I like them. And uh, so one time, I think it was when the, I think it was when the Russell Westbrook for Chris Paul trade happened uh, last year. And he was like, he said something about, it, I'm really excited. We can finally see Billy Donovan coach. Now the Westbrook is out of there. And uh this is, they, you know, defied the odds and had a good season. So maybe he does have some stuff.
0: Yeah. Westbrook, who's uh, looked pretty terrible during this, this, uh, this playoffs. So.
1: The black hole. Yeah. That's, oh my yeah. God, does that sound racist? Yikes. <laughs> <laughs> I could go on for
0: a long time about why uh, I'm not thrilled as Russell Westbrook being one of your top options, but, uh. But, yeah, Billy Billy Donovan, he did do a good job this year. Uh, June, what do you think about Billy Donovan?
3: I mean, I think you said it perfectly. He's, like, a lateral move from Brett Brown. Like, I don't really see him as the guy who's going to keep people accountable, which I think is a coach that we need, like, to kind of get Ben and Joel to be more accountable. Like, I feel like – I don't know who said it, but, like, no one was holding them accountable, like, Throughout their whole career so far Just kind of do whatever they want Like hey they didn't get better Like come on
2: Everyone said it Ellen said it Josh Richardson said it Yeah What an embarrassment Accountability is like one of the most important things In any fucking business, organization, team I don't give a fuck It's just Mm -hmm. It permeates literally every successful organization And I can't believe how blatant it was (laughs) Clearly that we did not have any
0: yeah on the in the exit interview uh i think when m was asked about brett brown's situation he kind of just said he'll forever be a friend and maybe that's the problem maybe he was too much of a friend didn't challenge them didn't get on their case and maybe that's why we very disappointingly haven't seen the improvement from ben and joel over the past couple years but yeah i don't know that's why i I have been talking myself into the a little bit. I'm sorry, guys. I just, I, I, I know LeBron was there and I know he probably called a lot of the shots, but I've just heard stories and I've heard people vouch for Tyler Lou, like Kevin Love was on, I think Barstool Sports, talking about his X's and O's, JJ Redick podcast, talked about how he commanded the room in respect to LeBron and like lebron james arguably one of the best players of all time if he can command a respect from lebron james why shouldn't mb and ben simmons listen my only little bit of a concern would be the clutch sports connection he is a clutch sports uh client and maybe he caters more to ben simmons i don't I don't know i don't know a lot of scenarios can happen in there but uh what other coaching candidates do you guys what do you guys like to say
2: I literally don't know anybody. Did we already say how Jay Wright just came out? Is this common for a, a mm-hmm. like for a rumor <laughs> to be denied by the roomie? That's not even a word.
1: I don't think so. And it's not the first time he's done that either.
2: I Dude, I, I, I
1: respect got, Jay it. Wright, mm-hmm. Yeah, he's got such a good thing at Villanova. Why would he ever leave? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why would he ever leave? That'd be idiotic, the, especially yeah, especially for this for this shithole of a situation.
2: I know that during the last uh, Lakers – wait, is that game on right now, Lakers and season? Yeah. I know I when like I was w- watching the last one, whoever the commentator was talking about how, I guess, Daryl Morey said, yeah, we want Mike D'Antoni back. And Mike D'Antoni was like, yeah, that's great, but I need to know if I want to be back. Or he said it in some way like that. So – I mean, I literally again know nothing about coaching. I know really nothing about basketball, but he seems fun. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I agree with that, Joe. I
2: don't know if Embiid fits him though. Like we just are endless <laughs> runners, and that's anti-Embiid.
0: Yeah. Or he's we need, are, we, are, we, are we talking D'Antoni? Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha.
1: That's why um, we need some kind of like we need some kind of like Nick Nurse character, like somebody that's just an absolute mastermind tactician with like in the modern NBA where it's running gun, shoot threes, and your guard has to be a combo guard. You have Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid and Tobias Harris. And you're stuck with those three guys. Like we need somebody that is just an absolute tactician that can figure out a way to make it work. Because guess what? Accountability is super important and all that stuff, but winning cures everything. And I feel like if you get somebody that can figure out how to make it work and you start winning, That'll improve morale and motivation and all that stuff. Everything mm. follows. So I think okay. winning so, cures everything, and we need somebody smart to figure this out. Not mm. just a, you know, rally the troops kind of guy and hold everybody. We need some drill sergeant. Completely, I need, I need a mastermind, fellas. I need somebody that can solve this Rubik's cube of a fucking roster. So I'm, I'm going to counter that with,
0: uh, with the Daryl Moore question that was on the when he was a guest on the Rights of Ricky Sanchez podcast, they asked him, and I could be botching the wording, but they basically asked him, would you rather have a coach who's a master uh, tactician or would you rather have the coach who can command the respect and control a room full of superstars? And Daryl Morey said he would rather have the player, the coach who could command the respect of the superstars. Uh, what do you think about that?
2: Uh, I agree. I mean, I, I assume like with everything, there's extremes to both sides and Mm -hmm. like it seems like, yeah, Brett seems to in hindsight has been the extreme to the two players coach. And he was friend zoned by the players almost. (laughs) Um, but I, I mean, if there's someone out there that's like 60% player coach, 40% super tactician, in their, like, scale of NBA coach, like, sign me up all day. But then, again, I don't know anything about any candidate or who might be an unearthed candidate that we haven't heard of yet.
1: Just give Maybe me anyone. Is... I don't give a fuck. Maybe tylu is that ratio. i don't I'll Maybe take I'm being too hard, hard on him.
2: I, I literally just can't – the only thing I can't get past is, do this we is. have to erase the video, the step-over video, from every intro to the game? There's no way we could walk out our coach of our new team, or our new coach of the new team, and before every game, he has to look up and see himself get embarrassed by our team's, like, <laughs> greatest ever player. There's no what, way that's allowed.
0: Uh, what if he's playing I the would, long con? He's I been waiting, love, waiting for this moment to become the head coach of the semi Sixers, and he's going uh, to sabotage us from within <laughs> for all the payback for all the years we played that step over shot,
2: uh, his you know, his
0: best approach is just to play it off and
2: like fuck <laughs> around with it and joke joke around. But I don't know, some people got an ego.
1: You know what? You know what the best part is? You know whose job it is to figure out that dilemma, Scotty. Yep, <laughs> <laughs> he's got the he's got to be the one to pull the plug on the AI stepping over to Ron Lu video that plays every game. Oh my god! <laughs> oh, I wish Dave. I could tweet
2: at him, but he blocked me.
1: I, I re- loved- Did he
2: really? Yeah, the only, Ty, well, I guess Ty I wouldn't know. No. Oh, Scott, Scott, Scott O'Neill blocked you.
0: My only Twitter block. I'm surprised, man. I, I tag him every once in a while. And like, I, I say some like pretty insulting shit to him. And he doesn't, he never blocked me. Maybe he doesn't care for me. I think I just called him a snake once, but I guess he was in a bad mood that day. <laughs> I use so many snake emojis at him and he, he still wants <laughs> me to at him. Maybe but, he's got uh, like so the
2: funny. iPhone 5 and doesn't see the updated emojis. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Dave, I I loved I loved your Lu rant from uh, an episode uh, ago, but uh, I'm sorry, I think could, I'm
1: slowly yeah. convincing myself for Tyloo. That could age poorly. It Could very easily <laughs> age poorly. Got to got to wipe that off the internet pretty soon.
2: Maybe. I, Dude, I mean, we didn't talk about it. like two weeks ago, maybe a week ago. It was almost announced. Like someone came out with, I guess, obviously a false report that we were like narrowing in on an agreement with Tyloo to, right. Ty Lue to be Tyloo the next coach. Yeah, the john johnson guy from WIP. wherever yeah um fuck it uh but i was like all right here we go like start telling myself now and then i don't know an hour later he's like
1: oh that's my bad and then there's someone been- told someone told him something and made him go made made yes. him go back and and correct him mm-hmm. correct his tweet so something exactly. there's smoke there's
0: fire you know what probably happened they probably saw the tweets saying like they're picking a head coach before they're making any changes in the front office and they're probably like shit backtrack, backtrack tell them to take it back tell them to take it back that's probably exactly what happened
2: am i wrong on that front though like should are we right to criticize the lack of hires for the front office or doesn't it make sense that shouldn't they have to wait until like don't do most people poach like this successful team's assistants and would we be allowed to talk to them at this point or it's not allowed? In I don't know. Do like you if have we to, like... wanted to interview the Daryl Morey's assistant, could we oh, right now or is that
1: against all NBA rules? You have to get permission. I think yeah. you definitely can. There's always, I always feel like I always see stuff about people getting permission, but dude, like, hiring a coach before you fix the front office is like it's like putting your 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 shoes on you know before your pants like it just doesn't <laughs> nothing changes it doesn't make any sense before your socks yeah something <laughs> yeah putting your shoes on before your socks It's exactly what it is yeah it just, uh,
0: if, if there's no changes in the front office and there's a new coach does anything really change i mean
2: nothing will ever change that's the unfortunate part
1: as long as Joshie and David on the team.
0: Mm-hmm. Speaking of uh, of Josh and David Blitzer, do you think this this might be a good moment to mention the the stadium situation? Oh, uh, absolutely. So, just long story short, they pitched an idea to build a stadium on Penn's Landing, asking for eight hundred million dollars from the city of Philadelphia. Meanwhile, the the plan that they did choose—I'm I'm, sorry—I'm forgetting the name. June, do you remember the name? The Durst or
3: Dunst? I don't
0: know. Thirst organization. Durst, Sorry, they did not ask for any money, so mm. probably an easy choice. But my my—I uh, was glad to see that they did not uh, give in to Josh Harris. But my theory is he's going to use this as an excuse saying, look, we try to stay in Philadelphia and he's going to try to move the team to like Camden or something. What do you guys make of the stadium situation?
2: I don't really know enough about this one. I could see it. I mean, we've been kind of facetiously saying that forever, that they're going to be the Camden Sixers sooner than later. I mean, they brought their practice facility there. There's like blatant tax breaks for a business in Camden. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's all they probably think about. So wouldn't surprise me. I honestly probably wouldn't care that much, like if it, if I like the owners, I could care less if they moved them across the border. But fuck them.
1: Yep, they're just it's 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 like Actually, crazy how <laughs> it's crazy how out of touch with reality they are. Like mm-hmm. in the middle of a, first all right first, all right let's let's really back up. First of all, Josh Harris advises the Trump administration. He's loaned money to Jared Kushner, Trump's son-in-law. He, in the middle of this, at the beginning of the pandemic, was going to slash salaries of the season ticket people making over $50,000 a year, got publicly shamed for it, came back on it. Actually, it was the wrong call. We were wrong to do that. We're not going to do it Mm -hmm. by Embiid. Embiid said he's going to cover everyone's salary. And then two weeks later, they put in a bid to buy the fucking New York Mets. And now, fast forward to now, in the middle of a pandemic when unemployment is 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 at historic levels they propose to use taxpayer money to build this fucking whole waterfront complex and they say that they're going to put an african-american museum and hire minorities to work what's stopping you from hiring minorities now first and foremost why does it have to be with this new grand plan to to redevelop the entire waterfront like these guys just have no soul (laughs) they have no fucking soul they are like genuine lizards and they're just so out of touch with the reality. And I'm, like, back to wanting to not root for the Sixers because rooting for the Sixers is rooting for them mm-hmm. and, like, having them succeed. And, like, as long as they own the team, I don't want them to succeed. Like, I hate them. I want them to sell the team so I can love my team again. Like, they've done – they've just – they can't get out of their own way, honestly. And, like, I, I hope they feel embarrassed. They probably don't. They probably don't feel embarrassed because he just rides in his fucking helicopter everywhere, anywhere he wants to go, and he's got more money than God. He he is on top of the world. He's probably got the coolest life ever. But he's just so out of touch with reality, and I, it just sucks. The so fucking stuff, fake. Yeah. The whole the whole,
0: mm-hmm. the whole pitch, mm-hmm. saying, I think that they might have released a statement saying, like, they, they were going to create jobs. It was, like, a low-income co- area. They were going to develop it. Penn's Landing, Penns landings a really kind of developed. Like, what the fuck is that? This don't guy's see. worth – 5.5 billion or some shit. He was just gonna buy the Mets, and he wants <clears throat> the city to give him money for a own fucking stadium that he can afford himself. Like, get the fuck out of here. Go to K- no move the move the team to Seattle. Move the team to Seattle. Make them the Supersonics, and I can move on the I can move the fuck on with my life. I don't want. You're right. I don't want to root for this Super team. Sonics, <laughs> yeah. yeah, go Move them to Seattle. Give us the Pelicans. We'll be the Philadelphia Pelicans. I will root for the the Philadelphia Pelicans. <laughs>
1: We'll become the Pelicans be, group therapy podcast. I might be a Thunder fan. I, I was. I lived nearby, a few hours from OKC when I lived in Little Rock. I feel a connection to that area. Cool situation. I, I'll, I'll ride with the Thunder. Very cool situation.
2: I would love to just take a year off and then be an expansion team. I don't know how the process works, but that the sounds expansion draft.
0: That sound real dope.
2: What is does like everyone have to nominate like three players and we pick from them? I think like, so. Who was who the last expansion team? Op so, when they came back, they were consi- – so, how did they get their roster? I don't,
0: I don't know the know. exact details, but I think they, they are able to pick, like, a few players that are safe. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how they do the stipulations because then how would you ever get, like, a good player? But, uh, I I mean, the best player they ever got was, like, Gerald Wallace from that expansion draft. But I know – I just – it's so funny because that sounds so far-fetched. Like, I can't even imagine that happening in current-day NBA. But I would love to be an expansion team, man. Get, get rid of the Sixers. The Sixers have brought me nothing but misery my entire fucking life. Move mm-hmm. to Seattle. I can get a fresh start. You know, give oh, us Seattle's a Seattle's few... dope. <laughs> but there'll still be the Sixers in Seattle, Dave. It'll still be Josh Harris and still be David Blitzer in Seattle. I don't want to root for that. I don't want to root for this group. They can go to Seattle. I won't root. For that. Give us a new team. Give us a WNBA team. I'll love them more than I ever loved the Sixers. And uh, I I'll move on with
1: life. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Gene, give, what you, give Philadelphia an expansion team. I see what yeah.
0: you're saying. Gene, what do you make of this entire stadium fiasco?
3: Yeah, I hate these guys. These guys can go to hell. I It's <laughs> it's, it's it's ludicrous. They wanted $800 million from the city, which the city can't even fix all the potholes in the city. Like, come on. And they want a fucking basketball stadium?
0: Like, fine. Move the Camden. <sighs> like, Are you, Josh sc- Harris, you fucking flying around your helicopter ever you want to develop camden go ahead develop camden our roads
2: suck the schools are going broke like the municipalities are bankrupt like
1: that's why they're billionaires they don't they don't use their own money
2: they use other people's
1: money make it around they don't pay taxes rich get richer
0: anything else on this
1: before we move on we're peasants boys (laughs) wouldn't want to be peasants with anyone else i love you guys
0: joe what are we doing still paying for season tickets man
1: well, I regret it and
2: I keep forgetting to message my rep and like see what the deal is. Like when it came out today or what you guys said that like we're postponing the NBA's postponing till February or March, that petrifies me because I wanted it to start in January when there's no shot they could they could allow fans or a significant amount of fans and I just expected a refund. In my mind, I just threw away that disgusting amount of money for a disgusting team.
0: Yeah, the disgusting team that uh, that thought it was a good idea to get rid of Jimmy Butler. Although, way more complicated than it initially appears.
1: You guys, but, you guys could have bought a couple first edition Charizards with that kind of money.
0: Yeah, now I got
2: now I got to take out a loan. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: uh, I gotta find my Pokemon cards because, from what you're showing me, Dave. Maybe I, kind of, I could find a few gems, pay off Dude. my sixties debt, get
1: out of there. I'm Dave. gonna send all my cards into that PSA company. They grade them and put them in a fancy case with your grade on it, and then they become and you sell them on. Joe, you're an eBay guy. This is all this is all on eBay. What about eBay. uh? What about the Beanie Babies? They worth anything yet? <laughs> they might be. I don't, I haven't. I haven't. Uh, I haven't found Beanie Baby Twitter yet, but I'm sure it's out there. <laughs> How about crazy bones? Cause I just found them when cleaning out our house
2: and I dumped them all in the trash can. It felt, uh, sick. It, it stung. And I didn't, I didn't want to, but the way my mom and dad phrased it to me, there was no other way. They're like, yeah, there's no shot. You need this junk anymore. Right. And I, I couldn't have said yes to that. So, uh, so you gotta I go. Like, you gotta, you gotta dig through. It it, it almost felt like when you, you're underage, you get caught drinking, and you have to like dump out everything in front of cops and stuff. Like, that was just mm-hmm. me trashing my little eggy, crazy bone and whatever the funny ones were called. Uh, but
1: it stung. Don't ever look it up. Just don't look it up. <laughs> yeah. Just in case. You won't, you'll never forget that moment where you just poured all that money in the trash can. It's like thousands of dollars for rare, whatever. <sighs> my, uh,
0: my mom donated my. Pokemon Monopoly set, which I saw on eBay is worth like 200 bucks. Wow. So I just told her to make sure do not touch my fucking Pokemon cards. Do not. <laughs>
1: Dude, I'm, I'm excited to see what
0: you got in the binder, Nuge. I can't. I have no idea what I have. <laughs> wow. I have no fucking clue. See,
1: Dude, I, I, I literally... Binder. I uh I literally watched for like two hours last night on YouTube people oh. opening... First edition booster boxes, like sixteen packs or whatever is in there, thirty-six packs, eighteen in each stack, and like, dude, they were just this one dude was was he was so fired up, he was like shaking the whole time, like he couldn't oh, even like, because it was like it was worth ninety thousand dollars, this box wow. of this first edition booster box with all these first edition packs from the Pokemon base set, and he was like. He, was pull, he pulled like a Mewtwo and a Zapdos and all kinds of crazy shit. He was like freaking out every time he pulled one. I was like, this is a $8,000 PSA 10. Like he was like putting them in sleeves like with gloves on and shit. Like it was not, so much more entertaining than than the Sixers. I, I was loving it so much.
2: What, what do you think this one's worth?
3: Ooh. <laughs> I'm japanese but
1: it's togepi dude i i it's the
2: togepi. i <laughs> have look at this this is my stack of cards that i had a binder and uh, i took out all the ones that looked cool or shiny and over 50 percent of these are japanese <laughs> like i don't know i guess did they sell japanese cards in like local stores because yes why Real, was dude I,
1: why was i picking off. these out the japanese People cards with the cooler shit. cards yeah, they are. They were, like super yeah. rare. They were super rare back in the day. Oh, you got a Japanese one? They look yeah. so
0: much cooler than the regular lame ass American ones. Pocket monsters, baby. See, look, we should we should be watching the Sixers in the second round, but instead we're watching Pokemon card YouTube videos <laughs> and determining their it. value. Like
2: so much like, better. What the, the fuck yeah, going it's on? So much more
0: fun.
1: So much yeah. more fun. It makes me. It makes me want to like hit yard sales every weekend. Just to see. Like, some, some fucking dude got my Alakazam and Blastoise and, and, all, and Venusaur and everything for, like, probably like 20 bucks. And he's probably... I'm probably looking at it. He probably sent him in to get graded. I'm looking at my shit on, uh, <laughs> like, on Twitter like, worth $10,000. It's still got a DD on the back. Oh all right, my we, are,
0: we are now a Pokemon card podcast. Seriously. It's great. I
2: love it.
1: but,
2: at least I have good memories with this shit. I only have, like, four
1: <laughs> pictures. Dude, do you remember... So Joey, this is how this is how Joey and me Joey and Miles started hanging out. We knew each other from like 3rd and 4th grade basketball, but then yep. one one Saturday morning, I was at the Echelon Mall with my dad and they always had the card shows there wow, every Mall. like every other weekend and uh I saw Miles and Joey there and they were like they bought something they were buying some shit. I think it was Yu-Gi-Oh. You guys were we were all yeah, in Yu-Gi-Oh baby. at that point. And um yeah, I got I got my Exodia, and I found, I got a bunch of dope Yu Gi Oh cards. I don't know what they're worth yet. I got to dive into Yu Gi Oh Twitter. <laughs> but I saw Miles and Joey at the card show, and we we started hanging out, and that's how that's how it all started at the card Amazing. shows. Legendary.
2: I remember from one of those sh- shits, like. My spoiled ass. I think I got my mom or dad to buy me not a pack of cards, but like a box of packs of cards. <laughs> the booster and I box. just like like for I had like three hours <laughs> to just like go through like twenty-five packs and I was on top of the world. That's it. If I have a kid that asked me for these types of cards, I'm I'm uh I was gonna make a joke that wouldn't be acceptable.
1: Uh I'm not buying it. <laughs> Dude, I'll fucking I'll, I'll buy it for myself and tuck them in a safe. Open it up twenty years later. <laughs> I'm See not buying. Got? I'm not
2: buying these kids' five twenty nine plans. I'm buying them Pokemon cards.
0: <laughs> 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 All right, moving on from Pokemon, <laughs> we gotta talk about some of the former Sixers currently in the playoffs. Uh, one Robert Covington, who's uh who's looked solid, good defense, been hitting his threes, but more more importantly. Jimmy Butler has led the Miami Heat to a second-round victory in five games over the once NBA Twitter historic Milwaukee Bucks, and he's looked it. great. He's been closing out games. He's, I, it's painful. I, I had nothing as, I have nothing against Jimmy Butler. We all wanted to run it back, didn't work out. Way more complicated than Sixers Twitter makes it out to be. They think it's just Brett Brown wanted him gone, so he was gone whatever we'll get into that but uh what do you guys think of jimmy butler and what he's been able to do a year removed from um i wouldn't i guess failing with this team in the second round last year
2: i love every fucking second of it oh my god anything to make our team and owners look even worse is amazing i'm rooting for the celtics i'm rooting for the heat oh my god and it's so fun because they're good and (laughs) And they get better and they have cool players. Like, their teams are so cool. And are, I guess Celtics are going to seven. But the Heat just absolutely Wally whopping the Milwaukee Bucks and Giannis.
0: Oh, it was glorious. Oh, I love the Giannis slander. Oh my Lander god, is fantastic. Federal World Peace, <laughs> Travis Outlaw with work visa. Fantastic. <laughs> I I will say like I could get myself to root for the Heat a little bit for what your reason you said the better they do the worse we look which I'm all for I'm all for the chaos but the Celtics fuck the Celtics man I hope I hope the Raptors beat them I could never root for the fucking Celtics. go Tatum fuck baby <laughs> oh my God that fucking hurts JT
1: well, <laughs> yeah I I couldn't have said it better I, the the better the better Jimmy Butler does the worse we look and I'm all for us looking as bad as we possibly can and uh i could i could do without the celtics winning but, uh my i hope i hope jimmy butler's finals mvp wins mm-hmm. it all danny, danny tice
2: head. oh my god go on to make one
3: more comment it's, it's like didn't we build this team to you know stop Giannis like mm-hmm. beat the box like
1: yannis stoppers
3: <laughs> simmons and beat and horford <laughs> and Giannis we let and go of one guy that can beat yannis <laughs>
0: oh my
1: god <laughs>
3: that's a really well, good
0: well, the ir- the irony is amazing <laughs> It's insane, good stuff. We spent perfect. our offseason
1: building to beat a team that was bouncing five games in the second round. <laughs> it's perfect. So it's that. Yeah, it's that. We The guy we let go is the guy that beat the team we were trying to beat. And then the other guy that we stole from the team that swept us out of the first round. <laughs> it's great. And they it's replaced
2: like him with Daniel Tice, who is like... as I'm a Celtics fan now for the next couple of weeks, but... He makes it so hard I'm you. the way he complains about every call. Like, I want to root for him so bad, and he does that stupid foul complaint after everything.
0: But. Ooh, Daniel Tice? Yeah. Did you yeah. see the tweet saying that he gets, like, no respect from the refs? Yeah, he averages, what, like five he points? He fucking
2: does 17
0: <laughs> illegal screens every game, gets away with it. He pretends like he's boxing out before the shot goes up. What when do gets they away expect,
2: like, star, star treatment? He's, like, a five-and-four <laughs> player. Is he just a fuck regular white dude,
1: or is he is he foreign? German. I think he's German. 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 All right.
0: mm-hmm. He uh he looks a little like there's like a DJ. I forget his name, but he looks kind of like him. Anyway, fuck him. Fuck the Celtics. Um, do you guys want to dive into because this is a, a very debated topic on Sexist Twitter? Or do you guys want to dive into why Jimmy Butler left? Yeah, I think yeah, it's like,
2: it. I think there's like, we know, but give us a recap, Nuge, and what people are arguing about.
0: So, a lot of people just kind of look at it and think, uh, we so we, we got various reports. We got the report that we did offer him the five years max and he didn't want it. There were reports that he we never offered it to him. A lot of people think Brett Brown is the reason he's not back, and I mean, it could be a reason. I'm not saying it's not a reason, I don't think it's the reason. But what's what I really want to talk about is people seem to be kind of denying that Ben Simmons had any role in it. And I'm not saying Ben Simmons went to the office and said that, like, I don't want Jimmy Butler here. But I think it's no coincidence that the extension news and the Jimmy Butler leaving news were, like, within a couple hours of each other. I think Ben Simmons has a larger role in Jimmy Butler not being back than most fans want to admit. Hmm. Do you guys see it the same way or do you have any other takes of why Jimmy was not here?
2: Well, we couldn't at that time we weren't canning Brett. And if any of that is true, like we could not have chosen, we couldn't have gone Brett or or Jimmy at that point. If that was true, I agree with the, that last rumor Nuge. I think it was more Ben than anything else.
0: Mm. And
1: you
0: yeah, know what? I, with the, sorry, with the Brett Brown situation, I just feel like they 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 leaked so many rumors about Brett Brown being on the hot seat. If Jimmy Butler came to us and said either Brett Brown's gone or I'm gone, they would have just fired Brett Brown. They they leaked it before game seven that if he doesn't win, there's a chance he gets fired. I don't think it became I don't think it came between Brett and Jimmy at all. But sorry Dave, what were you gonna say?
1: No, I was going to say that's insane. Like, if it really, if Brett really did have that much of a voice, and and they chose him over Jimmy, which is I don't think is realistic, and then they just one year later flip flop and fire him, that's inexcusable. I mean, the the incompetence is just is overwhelming. If right. that's if that's really like, it it's, it clearly has to do with Simmons and Clutch. I mean, they have their, they're like uh, what's what's in um. Oh my god, what's that show? Stranger Things. The Demi Gorgon, they just kind of like <laughs> you know, it gets in you and you're just like possessed by it. That's like what Cl- we're possessed by Clutch. Like where Simmons uh, we're, yeah, it's just we're going to... It's a good analogy. Uh, just, I didn't see it going there. Decay. But <laughs> yeah, we're going to slowly slowly decay at the hands of Clutch.
3: June, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I think uh, I think it was like a basketball move for both sides, like You know, Ben's young. He's got that five-year, fresh extension, Supermax rookie deal. Like, you don't want that kind of a player to play third riddle to Butler and Embiid. Like, like, what does that do? I guess Clutch comes in here to play. Like, you don't want to market that guy to be your superstar playing the third fiddle guy. And if you watch Miami play, like, with Butler – like he's in command of the of the team basically. Like he can dribble out the clock he wants to. He can take the shot whenever he wants to. But I don't know if he was if he was with the Sixers, like, would that have been fine by everyone around? Like Tobias, Jim uh Tobias, Ben, Embiid. Embiid, all- yes. Embiid seemed to fuck Embiid loved it. <laughs> He looked Indeed. so happy,
2: and has outwardly said it, and was tweeting while he was cooking up the bucks. Oh my God! Even more chaos that we didn't even talk about.
1: Oh it yeah, He's tweet- our... we had to get to the tweets. Ben didn't he love said it. it all the time. Ben hated did. it. Yeah. Joel said it all the time. He's our closer. He's our. Can we closer. recap those tweets. Uh, there is
0: the the subliminal, if all caps dot 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 dot. Yep. And then there was the. This fucking drove me crazy. There was a tweet that said, "I'm still very unhappy," and there was Sixers Twitter going like, "No, it's fine. It's a Mountain Dew commercial." You think that motherfucker didn't know what he was doing? Come on. Yeah. Like you think he just decided to tweet a commercial? Fuck that. You know exactly what he was doing. He was expressing his feelings and at the same time saying like, "Oh, haha, it was just a commercial." But that had I was really down in the dumps that day. Chaos loved it. <laughs> I uh, I was, I want to say, because I don't, I don't want to let Jimmy Butler off the hook. I, I liked him. I had nothing against him. Uh, I wanted to run it back. <coughs> but it's clear that, and I'm not even saying that Ben Simmons, it's his fault he's not here. I do think Jimmy Butler kind of wanted to run his own show. I don't know if, it didn't seem like they really were like, got along that well, but it just seemed like, it can't be forgotten that there was a period, maybe a month period in the regular season that the ball wasn't really running through Jimmy Butler. He was kind of reserved to like a a spot shooter, which he didn't like, which probably isn't the best way to use him, Right. But then he proceeded to respond by not shooting an open catch and shoot three for like six weeks, which is like, that's not the way you should go about that, you know? And you know, it, it, Brett ended up going to him in the Toronto series. He was the initiator, and we did better when he was the initiator versus Ben Simmons. So, obviously, you're in this scenario. You're you're not picking Jimmy Butler over Ben Simmons. You're not. It's just you're not. He Ben Simmons is 23. Jimmy Butler was on the wrong side of 30, I believe. He was 30, 31, mm-hmm. and multiple, multiple no, knee surgeries. Yeah, there's there's no and he's had a past of kind of. You know messing up with teams like the the bulls you wanted out of the bulls he wanted out of the timberwolves he had that whole fiasco where he had reporters at a practice and he was like you know talking a lot of shit to carl anthony towns and he got the the bench players to beat the starters and he, he he's been disruptive let's let's not forget about that um and you weren't picking him over ben simmons like in hindsight could we have picked them and maybe traded ben simmons for a, King, a king's ransom
1: maybe in hindsight sure in hindsight it's a lot easier in hindsight but, you know it's what? It's the same. You pick, you pick Simmons over Butler, the same reason you pick Wentz over Foles, because it's the smart thing to do. Exactly. So, you know,
0: it's, it's a tough pill to swallow, but, you know, I, I am kind of happy for him. Uh, it, it, does, it definitely hurts. It, it definitely hurts. I'm not rooting against him. Uh, like we said, we would like to see him do well to kind of stick it to this stupid-ass organization in the Sixers. But, you know, they. Uh, I'm really hoping – Joe's saying he's rooting for the Celtics. Fuck that. That's fucking ridiculous. I I, I would not survive a uh, a Celtics Heat series. I, I would not. I would not.
1: Oh, I would. My God, I would get. I would order a Jimmy uh, Jimmy Butler Heat jersey. I want. I would want the Heat to win so bad. Yeah, I'm yeah. all Heat at that point. Yeah.
0: But for now, go Seas. Looking forward to a uh, an Embiid Vice City jersey. Once he's traded to Miami. Ooh,
1: oh my God. His new, his Under Armour shoes with the heat colors are going to be sick too. I,
0: I, I want to buy three pairs of their shoes. I think they're actually kind of <laughs> ugly as shit, but I need three pairs. <sighs> but uh, yeah, uh, I think, uh, I think this, the, the MB tweeting about it just makes it hurt so
1: much more. We know, he's gone. It's like, come on. We know he's going to ask to go there. Do 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 we want to go there this early in the off season? I feel like we've
0: already we've already been there several times. He's he's had his Instagram post. He's had the tweets. of uh, Anna, Dave, remember Anna the Paula's Instagram comment? Uh, yeah, with the heat colors. I
1: uh, I'm not even trying to be like trolly or funny. Like I really think that that's like a that's like on the table sooner rather than later. I wouldn't be surprised. Gotcha. So maybe
0: this uh maybe this foreshadows the off season. We're gonna. We're going to have, a. it seems like a long off season. The finals will end in October and then they're thinking about not even starting until February, March. So it's going to be a weird next 365 days. We'll see what happens. We'll see what the Sixers do. We'll see who our head coach is. We'll see if Elton Brand does anything with the front office, Hmm. but you know, we covered a lot today and uh, I think, uh, I think this is a good time for what's for dinner guys. Who
1: wants to go first? Dave usually has the best meal. Oh man, tonight I actually ate clean for the fr- I've been eating like complete shit since I moved home. And uh, tonight I was back on my brown rice chicken and broccoli grind. But uh I did the other day um pick up Joe's beacon duck and bring it down the shore. And uh Beautiful. I like I got in there too too quick and hard before I could take pictures and send it to you guys. So it uh They remember they you? Wanted- oh of course. Yeah, of course. always 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 remember me. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so that was good. That was a nice, nice uh, welcome home, little Joe's pecan.
2: Amazing. How about you, Joe? nothing i I uh ate some leftover Trader Joe's orange chicken, and I am fucking starving mm. right now. I ate way too early and way too little, and now I'm in that like awkward. do I just crush some goldfish or hit wawa or all things that aren't clean.
3: June? I had some uh, some shrimp stir fry with cabbage. Ooh, and homemade! Korean red chili paste. Wow. Homemade. I made it. It was it was awesome.
0: What's that what's the proper delicious. name for the red chili paste? Uh, gochujang.
3: Yeah, gochujang. Awesome. that's right. Yeah. It's it's awesome. right. Yeah, It, It 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 my mom makes it, but I can never make it like how she does it. I don't know why.
0: What the stir fry
3: or the? Yeah, the stir fry. So it's the, it's, it's the mom. Yeah. Mom dynamic. It was like halfway there. Maybe next time.
1: You know, it's anyway. funny, dude. There's this, there's this brand of Jung at Whole Foods called Mother-in-Laws. Oh, and it's no. outstanding.
3: Is They're it really? Good.
1: Oh, yeah. It's good. But it's funny. The whole, the whole mom dynamic. You got to let June
0: try it. The Korean. You got to try
3: that one.
1: <laughs> I, uh, I have uh, some
0: banh mis from ballet, bakery, 6th uh, and Washington. They are fantastic. Their bread is amazing. Um, I'm going to dive into that for this uh, football game we got coming up. So,
1: that right, being said, free mo-
0: football free season on us. Free go money. Bird. Is that DraftKings bet? Uh, That's right. Go birds. Go birds. All right, guys. Trust the process. We'll Good see you stuff, next time. Time. Get we'll see you back. See oh. hey, you guys.
1: Love
3: y'all. Thank you